Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only renee graziano hi how are you good what's going on with you how is staten island going today okay well staten island it it started out that i was supposed to be in new jersey but my grandson got pink well i moved to okay so i moved to florida like five months ago and I, I just uprooted myself. So I have nobody in Florida. So I had to come back to Staten Island and I got to spend time with my grandkids. But last night I had to work. So this morning he's got pink eye. It's like, forget work. You got to get back over and, and take care of family. But it's a nice feeling to have family. Where in Florida did you move? It's West, like Wellington. Um, it's not it's not me. I don't fit in at all. Um. I can fit in Boca. I can fit in Miami, of course. But Wellington, I'm a little like fish out of water. What prompted? I'm a shark, though. (laughs) I would say you're a shark. I mean, what prompted this move? Uh, Recovery, sobriety, just um, detaching from old habits, people, and you know, sobriety is is way more than than drugs or alcohol. It's like It's a mental state of mind. For me, it's a mental state of mind. And I had to just remove myself from things that were no longer serving the purpose um, that I thought they even were to begin with. You know, there was a lot of people that had to go. Yeah, that's that's healthy, right? When you get to that point. It, it is, but it's lonely because the most most of the people that you've picked up along the way are only here for money, fame, using you for something. You know what I mean? So you want to rely so that mental sadness attacks. And, you know, for me, it was always um, let me self-medicate and, and not feel those emotions of being used. Because when you wake up one day and you realize that a lot of people are only around you for for the good times and not through your you know rough times it's it's like ooh and you find yourself alone in florida in wellington 
I swear the older I get, it's like your real circle is just so small. It's unbelievable how small it is. Right. And it, that's, it's, like, it's not bad. Right. It's not so bad. It's um not if no, I have my, my daughter-in-law actually, I just found out this morning. So she's going to give birth to the twin girls on the 7th of March. That makes four grandchildren uh, under five. <laughs> So no, I I'm preoccupied. I'm preoccupied. I I, I want to talk about. All, we have so much to talk about. I mean, when you talk about being like used and people are just there for money and fame, like, did you really see it? Like after Mob Wives first came out, was it just like people came out of the woodworks? Well, no. This has been pretty much all of my life because of who my dad was. So guys wanted to date me because they wanted to be around my father. Not even me. They wanted to be around that lifestyle. So I, I saw somebody using me, like my marriage, like, and that's, that's sad, but they wanted to get close to that fire. So how do you get close to the fire? You go out with the wise guy's daughter. And, and that's what happened. So I saw it very, very early on. Mob Wives was a, a, a shocker though, because it went for, I knew that guys were, you know, a girl knows a guy's using her in, in many different ways, but the girls, you're kind of shocked when you find out why people, why females want to be friends with you. Like, because you want to go to a fancy party? Like, okay. You could have the invite. I don't want to put on the dress and the height. Like, I want to be in the sweat clothes. We do makeup all day long. So finding out who really were your friends at the very end, sad. sad. It is it is sad. I mean, can you believe, you know, you speak of mob wives. Can you believe 2011 that was like, does that feel like yesterday or does that feel like 12 long years to you? You know what? We started in 10. So we didn't, we aired like top of 11. So uh, it feels, it feels like a lifetime ago. Now it does, you know, maybe a couple of years ago when they were thinking about maybe like rebooting, it didn't feel so far away, but now it does. I know your sister was an executive producer. Like when she came to you with this idea, I mean, like what was your initial reaction? Okay. So she's the creator and, and the executive producer, but she didn't come to me with the idea. She said, I'm going to have this girl, Drita, Karen, Renee, do you know anybody? Um, and I was like, well, what about me? She's like, no, well, maybe you could work wardrobe. And I was like, and she didn't let me know that I was included till like maybe like a few days before the meeting. She would not. Yeah, she wouldn't give it to me. She would not even give me that. Um, this is your this is what you're bred for. You know what I mean? Not at all. But that's my little sister. So there's always some sort of family girl drama with three daughters. Did you have any reservations in joining? Like when she said it was you, or were you like, "Hey, what about me?" Like, where were you? Oh, in the I, beginning? From day one, when she when she talked about the show, and if I knew anybody, I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm the star, right?" She she told me, "You're not even on the show." So I was like, "What do you mean? Who who could be a better mob wife than me? Who can top my story?" And she just wouldn't let me know that I was, and she said she didn't want to deal with my ego. Now, I didn't know I had an ego, like that kind of ego. Um, and I learned that in going through treatment, what ego actually meant. She was like, no, you got an ego. And I'm like, well, what does it mean? And she was like, 
Renee, you you think of yourself in a specific way, like your father, and you're not daddy. So um, she's like, I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, but it wasn't a bad, it wasn't like me, 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 but although it was me, 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 I had to understand to separate those two. I could, it could be about me without being about me, you know what I mean? So, um, and the sense of entitlement. And you look- and you learn that really from treatment. Like you didn't learn that from just the process of being on TV for all those years. Sense of entitlement. I was brought up. My father gave us everything. And that's what it was. I didn't know that it was supposed to be any different. I didn't know. My father always said, remain humble. You never know when it's going to be pulled for you. I didn't understand what humility was. You know, and again, I learned everything in treatment and I maybe learned it like three years ago, FYI, um, after my father passed away three years ago, life got really serious, really serious because I'm like, well, who's going to take care of me? You know, I haven't been married and dating for so many years. I always had my father to take care of bills and my son and who's going to take care of me. And I had to learn what a sense of entitlement was. And I was like, oh, this is what she's talking about. You know, this is what you, but my father just made it like, this is your life. So I thought it was normal. You know, I thought that was normal. I thought, you know, oh, we're very, very blessed. No, we're spoiled. Rotten. Like they asked me what I suffer from. I'm like SRBS, spoiled rotten brat syndrome. Like I have names for everything that I grew up with. Um, and, and I learned, yeah, it was a sense of entitlement. To the point where I, I, I didn't, I did not understand it. I didn't even, I said to him, how do you even spell that word? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> were you shocked? Cause like, I, I remember in the beginning, like, were you shocked that this show even got green lit? Cause I remember like there were like, there was Jersey housewives where you talked about maybe we make some like allusions to the lifestyle and the wise guys, but this really was putting it out front and center. Like I, in a way, like the show came out and it was a huge hit, but I was like, how did this ever get green lit? I mean, and I'm glad it okay. did, but wow. was it like a process? Okay, so they the first meeting that we had with VH1, they turned us right down. They basically told us to leave the office. <laughs> um, and then my sister had gotten involved with Harvey Weinstein and we're not going to even touch on the whole thing, but we know he said something and people did it. So that's what happened. And in a matter of that one phone call, VH1 picked up Mob Wives and it wasn't, everybody knew it was a hit. David Glasser had the meeting. So we had left the VH1 meeting and we went to Nobo and it was Dreeter and I, and uh, or Karen and I, I don't remember which one it was, but we were at Nobo and we went to meet Jennifer and David Glasser. And we just started talking about the show. And he said, Harvey, this is it. And it literally, that was it. It was a phone call. The next thing you know, we're, we're signing contracts. Um, had I wish I read them better. Had I wish I read them better. Um, but it was it was an overnight sensation. Uh, I knew it would be. There's no possible way something about the mob couldn't be one of the biggest things. You know what I mean? And now there's women... And we weren't talking about anything. Anything that we said was all public knowledge. So none of us said anything wrong 
but we got in so much trouble, the women, that we weren't welcome in places. And it was, it, that was a strange feeling for me um, because I was no longer, I, they were looking at me funny. And I'm like, what are you looking at me? I'm not doing nothing wrong. You know, I'm talking about my life, my father, my world. And that, that's not my world. You know, that world is, is where the men belong, not where the women belong. And I learned that too recently. Um, you know, after my father passed away, you get to see a lot. You get to see who's fake, who's phony, who's really. Now I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone right now because that's a very sensitive subject for me. Um, watching people turn into who they always really were. I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I need to tell you guys how much I love cooking at home these days, and it's all because of green pan. Now, of course, you want pans that don't stick, right? I mean, there's nothing worse than when food sticks to your pans while you're cooking. But as you know, I'm also so health conscious, and I never personally thought of what the pans were made out of. But do you know that most traditional nonstick pans were made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic when you heat? I didn't think of it either until I discovered green pan. Now I've gone down a rabbit hole. And that's why I'm obsessed with Green Pan's ceramic nonstick cookware. Now, let me just also say it looks freaking cool. For my new LA apartment, I got like this cool gold tone and like this is such high end. But what I really love is that their ceramic nonstick cookware is made without harmful toxins. Think about it. Why is making cookware with ceramic, why is that important? Because ceramic doesn't emit fumes when it's cooked. So listen, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code VELVET and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, it's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure to use promo code VELVET. People that were just around because of who your father was and his place in the business. Yep. Yeah, my father was a big deal. Um and his daughters ended up being a big deal on TV. So we went for, I can say this, we I went from being Anthony's daughter to him being Renee's father. So that, that was a really uncomfortable feeling for him in MDC when he was in like the fe, like the, the feds in, in Brooklyn when he was fighting his case. Somebody was like, hey, it's Renee's father. And he was not happy with that one. So it, my father didn't talk to, to me and my sister for two years. 
I know, all because of the show. Yeah, two years. So um, do I have regrets? Yeah, because you can't get back time. And I missed out on two years and he's not here anymore. But um, I have regrets and I don't because I think it might have saved my life and it would it saved me from being married to or wanting to even get back with my ex-husband, who obviously was the devil. What was the, cause right. Like you go, like you say, like you grew up like spoiled brat, like, you know, your, your, your father's daughter. So people are like, come on in Renee, we're going to take care of you. Right. So like when the show came out, what the guys were just like, you're out there like opening your mouth, even though it was about your life, there was that like you're on TV spilling our business. Well, no, no, no. I never had a problem per se with men. It was more or less everyone had this everybody looked at us as if we did something wrong, but we weren't doing anything wrong, but well, we were in a way I, 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 yeah, today I can tell you we were, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best look for my father's life. However, it changed my life where now I'm, you know, working on memoirs and I'm, you know, we're, we're writing like a script for a movie. So it changed my, my world where my father you know, maybe he could he could do more from above than he could down here. So I have to look at it into into lights. You know, I feel bad for what we did in, in a way, but I'm like, I couldn't have my father forever. How am I going to take care of myself? You know what I mean? And what do I know best? My lifestyle. So you know, how did you guys come to reconcile? Because I know you know you had this period of not speaking because you're on the show. I mean, thank God you did, right? Like you said, you have regrets, but you don't. Like, how was it? He just one day it became such a big hit, and everyone wanted to watch. Like, no, my father never watched the show, never watched anything to do with me with television. Wow. But um, I had had plastic surgery in season, the end of season one, gone terribly wrong where I, I flatlined, got MRSA through my whole body. So I actually was like read my last rites twice. And my father, uh, I, he was away. My mother was, you know, on the phone and he, he was, he realized like that his daughter could be gone. He limited me. He said, we're never going to talk about this. The conversation really was very, very minimal, but he, I mean, it's my father. He loves me. He just didn't want to talk about this. So it wasn't a conversation that we had. Um, there were no visits for two years. There was no nothing. So, so it was a very sad situation to basically lose my dad to this TV show. Um, but he, he let me redeem myself. He let me redeem myself right now. Okay, up, Grandma, put your shoes on. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Have a seat here. Have a seat on, over here so Grandma can help. So I'm Grandma today. Well, I was Grandma last night. I'm grandma today. Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> I know your grandma because I see your Instagram, which we're also going to talk about in a few minutes. I got some questions. Oh, you mean okay? My face app because I look like a different person in every no, photo. No, that is not what I mean. I mean, just there's a lot. You know, you you know, you're 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 a grandma. <laughs> What 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 yes. was it like? Because you said like you knew it was going to be a huge hit. I mean, I guess you really have Har Harvey Weinstein to like thank for this, right? Um, yeah, yes, Anthony, give me the right, give me the foot. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, I definitely. I'm. I don't have. I didn't have a problem with him person. He never was at disrespect. Nothing like that. I, you know, I don't really even want to touch on him. But, um, yeah, you know, again, I married the spawn of the devil that I worked for, and then you know, it's a lifestyle of one. And I'm not saying he's the devil, but I'm saying there's a lot of devils around. You know what I mean? And in, in ways you sell your soul and you sell yourself for that thing. Now, they didn't pay me enough to sell myself. Do you know what I mean? They didn't pay me enough to sell myself. And my relationship with God is so good. I was able to get my life back, you know. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of people to think. I have to thank my sister and I don't want it either. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot. I have to thank the girls and who wants to do that. You know, so we all, we all had, we're all to think. We all did a tremendous job, tremendous production. Um, you know, Adam, Talani, Nina, like they, we, they, they all, and this is only of recent that I feel like I have to thank everybody. I, you know, watching the reboot, uh, not the reboot. Now that it's streaming, whatever stream, I, I, listen, I'm just learning how to use an iPhone. I don't even, right now we're on my Android because I refuse to use an iPhone. But wow. I'm just learning now. Yeah, yeah. So they're streaming now, um, which we have nothing to do with. Hello, Hollywood. I wish I would have read those contracts again. <laughs> wish I would have read those. Um, but they're streaming, so... I had to do an event last night in Long Island and there was probably I four or 500 people and I got on stage and they were like, Renee Graziano, my wife. And I can't tell you, I was like, it, they still clapping and still knowing and taking pictures and still asking questions. I'm sorry. And what do you need? Um, okay. One minute, baby. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. You can play your shoes on. What you touch iPhone. Now it says emergency. I don't even know what to. It says we can't touch it for a minute. Yeah, I think it just it'll go back in like a minute. Okay. I know, you just can't work. enter it for now. So, um, yeah, it was it last night. I realized Mob Wives had a really huge impact. Huge impact. We are now off television. We're in twenty three. We ended like in seventeen. Right. That's what. Yeah. Six years. So we're going on seven years. Um, right, seven years. Angela passed away the seventeenth, uh, the seventeenth of February, I believe. Like in seventeen, I have to, I have to check. But huge. The women are still clapping. Questions. The love in the room. Are you talking to this one? Are you talking to that? Like, I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm still me. <laughs> So you don't keep that first, the core season, like Karen, Drita, Carla, you don't talk to any of them. <laughs> you should end it on that note and be like, eh, then. Um, I talked to Carla. She lives in Florida. I talked to Karen. I've spoken with Ramona. I do not speak with Drita. Um, she's probably the only one I don't talk to. I don't see love. I, I mean, there's people that I don't see and speak to, but for the most part, I've apologized to the women that I needed to apologize to. So Alicia, Natalie, I apologize. 
I had a lot of cleaning up to do after um, that other girl, Renee, came around because she was a little bit crazy, that one. Not crazy, just everybody was against me. So I'm very defensive. And they were against me because they had issues with my sister. But who, how are you going to take it out on her? That's your boss. So you're going to take it out on the one that's on TV. And that's what you saw. You saw me constantly battling what you didn't see behind, you know, the, the scenes. So that that bickering had way more to do with her than it did with me. Right. And that's not on you. I mean, she's, you know, you're still a cast member. She's the producer and creator. So that has nothing to do with you. Right. Right. But, you know, after the show ends, like, I, I kind of, you know, it's so funny. Everybody kind of spilled the beans afterwards. So, so much for everybody. Silence is golden. You know what I mean? So, I think everybody, I had, I, I'm just finding things out now. And I'm like, that's why I said, should have read those contracts a little better. Like, I'm literally just finding out now what was happening around me. I was just showing up sometimes, um, sometimes not in the right state of mind. Um, but for the most part, I was showing up as Renee Graziano, as the person that they hired, um, and the person who has always really been her, you know? So I, I was showing up as me, but not realizing it was, take that out of minute, it was causing a chaos, a bigger chaos in my world than, um, than it was before. I was, I was the cause of chaos. You got who? Who was the hardest to apologize out of your castmates to apologize to? Um, I think they 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 all were. They were all equally. There was Anthony John. They were all equally. I did something wrong to each one of them on a on an equal level. So Natalie and I, that physical altercation, that I had to apologize to myself for that I don't yeah. apologize to myself and that's probably been the hardest that's the hardest person yeah myself good good question did <laughs> I you, was the hardest cast member to apologize to myself did you try to apologize to Drita and she just didn't want it correct there's I, I got there's no your mother said if you can't say nothing nice say nothing I'm learning that one too. I, you know, when I, when I first came around and got sober, I sent her a text message because there was no communication. Um, however, there's a little bit of a bad feeling. She didn't come to my father's wake and regardless of well, who's talking or not, that's, you know, that was a little upsetting. Not for me because that was really never my friend, but my sister, you know what I mean? Like everybody was mad over money money like it was like everybody's mad over money but um which is the devil and another devil it's like what you said Listen, you know i was gonna say it's like what you said like you know reality tv people everyone wants it everyone thinks they want that fame and it's like at the end of the day, these contracts are so one-sided to any network that you're, and you, if you don't want to sign it, guess what? They will move you right along and take whoever's waiting behind you. Right. Well, I didn't read mine per se. My sister's like, sign here. I'm like, okay. 
Because you you just you believe that the situation's gonna pan out regardless. You believe you believe, honey. My okay. My my grandson is walking around with a sheriff badge. Who is he related to? Uh, see, he's like starting early, right? <laughs> well, wait, he's walking around with the sheriff badge. We're not supposed to be walking around with the badges. We're supposed to be the ones with the cuffs. <laughs> yes, yes, you're the guy. He said I'm a cop. See? Okay, buddy. Okay, okay, honey. Okay, Grandma, he's he's such he wants to be a cop. So okay, I mean, I guess you know. Nah, drink that coffee. I'm a firefighter, and he wants to. He just wants to be a regular, a regular guy. Today we were working. He was working at the airport. I had to take all my bags, the tickets off my bags, and he's like. Checking my bags and he's he, he works at Lowe's. He he's like he works in the paint department. He's five. He's the cutest thing in the whole world. And um I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um every movie, every TV show has brought you here. To the MTV movie and TV awards hosted by Drew Barrymore. I can't believe it. Sure, I might be hosting, but great movies and TV shows, they're made for fans. To make you laugh more, cry more, bury more. So you get out there and fan so hard because it's the biggest night to be a fan. The 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards, live Sunday at 8, 7 central on MTV. It, yeah, it is. Okay, guys. I'll see you. I'll see, I'll see you at filming. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm doing a little um, new series. It, it, nothing's picked up yet or anything, but we, we've been filming full Breaking Bread. And it's just real conversations at a table. And it's it's about um, love, friendship, family, um, culture, race, religion. Like, not, not major, you know what I mean? Because you can't say anything anymore. But it's like, we're, nobody's different. Nobody's different. We got to stop it now. Like, like, let's let's cut it out, you know, and fix this world because we have kids like my grandson and and other people's children that are growing up in a very hostile environment, um, and it's it's coming into their homes. You know what I mean? It started out where let's not even talk about what's happening in the world. It's gotten. <laughs> it's gotten. Do you think y'all? sit your grandkids down when they're old enough and you'll watch mob wives together. There's sometimes that like we'll catch little things on TV, but um no, my my son is really against it. Yeah. Like so when we were trying to think about maybe rebooting, I was like, okay, AJ, you'll do it. He was like, no. I was like, what about that check, kid? Because you like money. He's like, no. I think it affected my son because of his dad really did. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one thing you're seeing your mother in the wrong state of mind on TV and stuff, but still she's holding up her end of who she is, but the father to have that publicly put all over the place and to, for me to have like a nervous breakdown on television, that was real. Those ambulances, that oxygen, Karen at my house, those newspapers, that was in real time. There was nothing made up. That literally is how I found out. That is, a, they showed up at the newspaper at my front door, mob wife star hubby's a snitch. Every one of the girls in me do that. That, that 
is what I can re recall the most out of it now. Well, it's someone that you really cared for, really betraying you against your own father. That's almost like one of the biggest, I don't think, what gets bigger than that. Right. See, what everybody else didn't know is I'm a domestic violence survivor. There's, uh, there's a lot. Well, the grandkids are here, but there's a lot that I am because of him. So I was able to find a place of forgiveness for that, but not for what he did to my son or my father. And I don't have to forgive him. That's the really cool part about this one. I have to give him, forgive him for what he did to me, not for what he did to them. They have to forgive him for that. So I get to still, you know, have that little bit of bitch in me. <laughs> this is still a, a way more Zen Renee than people probably expect, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, the other day I went to a meeting at Bel Air. Um, the 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 company and um, we there's like all these beautiful photo ops. So one of them, and the reason I'm gonna bring it up is because people aren't expecting me to be me. So there's one, there's a big tub with all, you know, those little balls that the kids jump into. I jump right in, I'm like, take a picture. And I got out and the girl was like, I would have never expected that for you. She's like, I judged you. And I was like, really? She's like, oh my God, you're so nice. And so I'm like, what were you expecting? She goes, well, with Renee, expect the unexpected. Because they weren't ready for me to be silly and fun-loving. Because there's another side of me that people don't get to see. Um, there's Like a diamond, there's many there's many facets to me. <laughs> there's, there's many facets. Well, you speak of the reboot. I mean, you know, it has been like right off and on. And it seemed like it was happening. I mean, Drita has said, I will never do a reboot. But I mean... <laughs> I mean, do you think we will ever get a reboot? I mean, I know VH1 at one point said it's not going forward. And it's like, it seems like it's back and forth. But is it dead now completely? I believe that it's it's done. I believe it's, I mean, in my opinion, I believe so. Because now they're, they're airing. I mean, I, the show, I believe, was sold. And now switched hands into who owns it now. So... While my sister and her partners, they had their hands on it, they were still trying to figure out a way how to bring it back. But I believe now that it's been sold and that they have all those rights and all that money that they get over there. I don't believe they need us. They might find a new cast. I don't know if I would go back. You don't. I don't know if I would. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Mob Wives without the original cast. Absolutely not. Maybe, um, you know, cameos, but I don't I don't think I could ever do TV in that capacity again. And I'm not lying. And that's only because the last week we've been filming this little show that I was telling you about. And I'm like, I don't miss TV. Not this much. Really? Sad. I don't. I don't miss. I actually because I found peace. I found a piece and I have been rushing for the, I, I've been filming two and three times a day. Mob wives, we didn't do that. They maybe with two scenes. One was at like, you know, 12. One was like at five. They were like an hour each. It was different. This I'm back to back to back to back and moving and Ubers and here and there. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm grandma. I want to be grandma. What if your front door rang and you opened it and you saw your sister and Karen Karen Gravano was standing next to her and Carla was right there and they're like, Renee, we want you. We are going to... Somehow they figured it out, even though it's been sold. We're going to do this. Okay. Well, to have Karen, Jennifer, and Carla all together, 
That right there is never happening. <laughs> so um, I don't have to worry about them ringing my doorbell. But uh, no, I mean, the only way I would go back right now is it was financial. That's it. This is a job now. Now it's a job. I'm still going to be me, but now it's a job. And I have to figure out a way to separate my life from my life. I agree with all that. I tell people all the time in my next lifetime, which I'm too busy in this one, I am going to come back and I'm going to open a reality school. Really. And that is like my first advice for everyone is never, never believe that you're not replaceable because everyone's replaceable. And my second advice is like, yeah, it is a job. You have to like separate your purse because it's when you don't that you just not you just everyone goes off the rails and you lose your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, you might not, not see everybody lose their mind on TV like you've seen me and a lot of, uh, you know, the rest of the reality stars. But. Yeah, they're secretly cracking. They're sec- or they got a better team than I had. You know what I mean? Or they don't have, they're not uh, the cancer on the Zodiac. So they're not the I feel motto. Like I feel before I, before I, I think. I feel it. I'm emotionally based and driven. So um, it right there is a problem for reality. Listen, they own, I was, I was, the train wreck they wanted to happen. I yes. was the train wreck they wanted to happen. I was a pretty train wreck some days. Some days I wasn't so pretty. But what I've learned, and I've especially over the last few months, is my mouth was not nice. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, as part of your recovery, like, and did you, did someone say, go back and watch all the episodes? Like, did you, I mean, can you watch them? Do you cringe? They told me never to watch it again. Really? They told me never to watch it again. Because I, there's times that I hear clips and I get sick. Literally, I get like knots in my stomach. And I'm like, (gasps) especially when it's when I was medicated. That right there makes me want to medicate again. And that is not good. And I would never do that to myself. Like I've come way too far to go back to the girl that has to medicate herself to medicate herself from her medication. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to that the whole Vegas, Vegas itself, that was a really, really, um, that was a really sad time in my life. A really sad time almost something bad could have really happened to me um uh yeah people weren't very educated around me on how to take care of a person like i was on xanax cocaine you know what i mean i i'm not a drinker i don't like alcohol never did um i grew up speak just being blunt and, and being me cocaine and champagne and it was just partying it wasn't using it was partying and then um after i i was sexually assaulted um as an adult at 37 years old by a predator um in a hospital the doctors prescribed me like xanax because i lost it i lost it my whole family was in jail i had nobody to protect me and i lost my mind because it was something that i feared from a very young age and then it happened to me at 37. So I didn't start even taking, I never took a pill until I was in my late, almost 40 years old. And once I did that and the doctors medicated me, 
I was like, oh, this is the relief. Oh, okay. I like this relief until it wasn't relieving. I was gone. Like I was so, I don't think like, you know, I was prescribed the very high dosage for a person that never took a pill and, and they made the mistake right there, but it, they made that mistake, I guess, in ways, <laughs> my father's doctors just shut her up, Medicaid her. That's not, that's horrible that, that people do that to people. You know what I mean? Like, instead of saying, let her work through this or, you know, let's medicate her a little bit to take the edge off. They wanted me to be completely unable to think. Um, no, I can't say that because then I would have to hold them fully responsible and say that they knew exactly what they were doing. I, I, I'd love to believe that nobody would ever do that to another human. But I think they, the, they, they didn't know what to do with me. It was, it was a whole bunch of emotion. Something was taken from me. Something was taken from me that like, and, and as a woman, that's not supposed to be taken. It's supposed to be given at the right time in your life. So to have somebody take that away from me and being out here alone and a single mom, um, that put me, that put me over the edge. And then to watch that play out on mob wives, because again, you don't know why me and Carla had the fight. You don't know the backstory behind it. We were fighting, but her boyfriend was very disrespectful. With, it's not her boyfriend by any means. He, with his hands. It sent me, I had to go back to therapy. I was doing really well. And that triggered my trauma, which that was it. Like it started in the beginning of Mob Lives, the trauma. And you had like really dark days that you thought maybe you would take things, like take your own life. We're going heavy here today, guys. You know, look, this is Behind the Velvet Rope, and it's Renee's first time here. And we have wanted to talk to Renee forever. So we're going deep, but we lighten it up and also talk more about Mob Wives and Big Ange and Drita and Karen and the future. So thanks for listening to part one of our chat with icon Renee Graziano. And stay tuned. Part two coming very, very soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.